Welcome. This is the Word to Wisdom with John Strasse, a teaching ministry that will build you up in the love of God's Word. And now, here's John. Hey, this is John Strasse, and welcome to the program today. This is part three of Great and Precious Promises. This has been a really powerful series to go through and to be reading and teaching it. It's been a real journey for me, and there is actually so much more that can be said about this. This is a series that could have gone on for a long time. Um, we're in Second Peter chapter 1, and we've been looking at the first four verses. And in the first episode, we looked over verses 1 and 2. In the second episode, verse 3. Uh, if you haven't heard those two episodes, I just encourage you to go ahead and do that and get a friend, call a friend, and share these messages. This has been a very powerful teaching. And I'm excited about today because we're going to be looking into verse 4. And I'm just going to go ahead and read all four verses, and then we'll start to look into verse 4. And I'm excited to see what the Holy Spirit is doing today. So let's get into 2 Peter chapter 1, and let's just start from the beginning, and we'll work our way through. 2 Peter chapter 1, right from the beginning. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith the same kind as ours, by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And verse 4, for by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. And in verse 4, the particular version of this that I'm reading says he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. I named this series Great and Precious Promises. If you were to look in the King James or New King James and even some others, it says exceedingly great and precious promises. They all are saying that the promises that we have from God are magnificent. They're precious. They're exceedingly great. So that's where I got the title is from the New King James and the King James. But I've been reading out of the New Americans, so that's why you hear a slight difference in verse 4 when he says, precious and magnificent promises. But this verse 4, I'll read it again. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature. That is a powerful thing to say. Peter is writing this, and that just blew my mind when I read that, that we would become partakers of the divine nature of God. That's what he's saying. And verse 4 is really tied to verse 3. So let's take a broad look at this first, and then I'm going to dive into this a little deeper. In the first verse, Peter was saying that we have received faith the same as his. 
And we have received it by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying there. And episode one will dive much deeper into that if you want to go back and and hear that again. Verse two, he's saying, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And so he's tying grace and peace that would be multiplied. He was speaking that over the people. He was praying that over his readers, those who were listening to this letter that he had written. And he was tying that to the knowledge of God, the peace and grace of God that he prayed would be multiplied in their life. He tied that to the knowledge of God. And again, that's in episode one, and I encourage you to listen to that more thoroughly there. In verse three, he was saying that his divine power granted us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness, everything. And he tied that to the knowledge of God, too. He said, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his glory and excellence. You know, he called us into this life, into salvation. This is what Jesus did. This was the purpose of Jesus coming to the world to begin with, to grant a road of salvation back to the Father, to have access to the Father through Jesus. That's what he's saying. In verse 3, when he says he has called us by his own glory and virtue. And and verse 4 says, for by these. And he's referring back to the glory and excellence. So I'll read it that way. Verse 3, his divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these, his glory and excellence, he has granted to us precious and magnificent promises, so that by them, these precious promises, you may become partakers of the divine nature of God, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. This is something that you have to ponder and think about and meditate on. This is extremely powerful, and it's a pinnacle statement here that would change the life of anybody who even begins to see what he's saying. He's saying that he has called us by his own glory and virtue, his power, his strength. Everything Jesus did has made it possible for us to answer his call and say, yes, Jesus, I want you in my heart. And he's saying because of this glory and excellence, he has granted us precious and magnificent promises so that by these precious and magnificent promises, we may become partakers of the divine nature of God, that we would mature in him. The broader way to look at this would be that we would mature and grow into the stature of Christ, to be Christ-like. That's the aim here, is to grow, to bear fruit, to become Christ-like. But he says that we have these magnificent and precious promises. And one might say, well, what is that? What are these promises? If you were to look at a scripture like Psalms 103, and you would read in the beginning that says, and I'm not even going to read it to you, I want you to find Psalm 103, and I want you to dig into it. I'm going to ask you to do that. And this will give you a reason to go and look that up. I will put them in the show notes. But that Psalm is saying that The Lord has blessed us and that we shouldn't forget the benefits, all the benefits of the Lord. And David begins to list these benefits 
that he's forgiven all of our sins, that he has healed all of our diseases, that he has taken us out of the pit, and he goes on and on. Those are promises. Those are the things that God has done, and David was encouraging his own heart with the promises of God, and in doing so, being a partaker of the divine nature of God. And we have an even greater covenant that we live in because we have Christ living within us. David didn't have that. We do. And yet, these promises are written throughout the entire Bible. If all you had was a torn out page of a Bible and it was Psalm 103, you could live on that. And brothers and sisters, there are people in countries where Bibles are not allowed and they do have only one page of a Bible and they read that and that's all they have and they're living on it. That's how powerful God's word is. Most of you listening to this program have one or two or three Bibles and a Bible app and all these things. So you have access to every promise in the Bible. Another scripture you could look at to see the promises that we're talking about here would be Deuteronomy 28. In the first 14 verses, you will see a list of promises that goes on forever. It just, it's so much. I'll read some of it for you. I said I wasn't going to do that, but I just, I can't help it. This is just, it's so incredible. If you look at verse 2, for instance, you'll see all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. And that in our time is that we have received the salvation of Jesus. That was obeying the word of God was to receive Jesus. And in doing so, by the grace of God and the gift that we have been given, we have been given these blessings. And we have to discover them. But he's saying in verse 3, Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and your cattle, and your offspring. And blessed shall be your basket, and your kneading bowl. And blessed when you come in, and blessed when you go out. He goes on in other things to say, you're not going to be the tail, you're going to be the head. And you're blessed in this way, and you're blessed in that way. And it goes on and on. It's something for you to read. It's something for you to look at. And this is just one chapter. We have a Niagara Falls of promises that have been given to us. And you know, we have these promises installed in us already because verse 3 says that his divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness. It's installed in us. And I went over that in detail in part two. So please hear that if you haven't already. But it's in us. And I think that the Christian life is a discovery of what has been put in you because Christ is in you. That's what this is about. And when we discover that Christ is in us, we begin to see the wealth and the richness of what he brings with him and deposits in our life when we receive him. This is a picture that many Christians don't look at. They don't realize this. Paul would always say to look at heavenly things. He was just trying to say, look to where you're seated with Christ and focus on what he has done. Don't focus on just what's around you and what's going wrong. There's so much going wrong. But what has gone right? What did Jesus do? And what has he done inside of us? These four verses here 
start to spell that out very clearly. He's given us the same kind of faith that Jesus was operating in. He's multiplied this grace and this peace to us through the knowledge of God and of Jesus. He's granted to us by his divine power. He's granted to us everything, nothing left out that's pertaining to life and godliness. And all these things come through the true knowledge of God. And when we begin to learn of him, Jesus says, come unto me and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly, and you'll find rest to your souls. So here in this fourth verse, he just, this is mind-blowing. He's saying that he's granted to us precious and magnificent promises. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one who is helping us to understand these things and working in our lives this magnificent word, this magnificent set of promises, so that we can become partakers of the divine nature of God. Imagine this. This is life-changing. And brothers and sisters, these magnificent promises, I just gave you two scriptures, Psalm 103, Deuteronomy 28, the first 14 verses. There are many more. The promises are throughout the scriptures. And I want to read something to you because now is a time in this message where I want to say, put time and diligence into seeking out these promises. That's our job. That's our calling is to, to seek. And Jesus spoke to the disciples and he said this, and I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. I normally wouldn't. Um, it's not my go-to translation to teach from. But in this case, I must say the translator really said what Jesus was saying here. So let me read it. This is Mark 4 and 24, and whatever version you read it in, you can, you can look at that. But Jesus said to them, be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. And he meant everything you hear from God. So again, be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. For as you do, more understanding will be given to you. And according to the depth of your longing to understand more will be added to you. For those who listen with open hearts will receive more revelation, but those who don't listen with open hearts will lose even what little they think they have, even what little understanding they think they have, is what he's saying. And what Jesus was saying here is, according to the measure of your desire to understand and your diligence to seek out God's word, that will be the measure you will be blessed with understanding and more. He'll add even more. And he's saying those who have understanding and seek understanding will gain even more understanding. But those who don't seek it out will lose even what they have. This was Jesus' way of saying, the effort you put in is what you'll get out. What he's saying is if your heart is hungry and you seek God out, you're going to receive not only what you are hungry for, but even more. He'll give you even more. 
It's like the scripture we were reading a while ago where we said those who come to God must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So what I'm saying here is put diligence into this. What are the promises? Find them. I would encourage you, for instance, to read Paul's letter of Ephesians. There are many promises in there. There are many things you will discover about who you are in there, and those are promises. These are the finished work of Christ, and therefore a promise in your life that you can realize that you have and then walk in that. This is really deep, and when I think of what is being said here by Peter in these first four verses, it's astonishing. It really is. It's stunning. And I encourage you to stay on these four verses, to look at them all together again, listen to these episodes again. And this episode was a simple one, but in some ways, to me, the most powerful, because he's saying, for by his glory and excellence, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. He's saying this is the life we have been given. Because in verse 3, he says he called us by his glory and excellence. And if you're born again, that means you answered that call. You said, yes, Jesus. But what many Christians may not know is that because of this glory and excellence that you said yes to, that you answered the call of salvation, you accepted Jesus in your heart, by that, he's granted to us his precious and magnificent, glorious promises exceedingly great promises. And by these promises, that's what he's saying as you look at these promises. Again, just look at Psalm 103, just those first five or six verses. It's loaded with promises. And as you absorb those, as you take those in and you begin to see it in your heart, you become a partaker of the divine nature of God. You become like Jesus. This is what Peter's talking about. We grow more like Jesus by looking at these magnificent promises that are all ours. And brothers and sisters, don't forget, it's all been put in you anyway. You're discovering what's inside of you. Many Christians don't search this out, and because of it, they live a defeated life while all along they had what they needed inside of them and they didn't know. And that's why this message is so important. That's why Peter started this writing this way. And he was saying, you have all of this in you. The faith, grace, peace multiplied. Everything pertaining to life and godliness the true knowledge of God, and having been called by his excellence, by his glory. And because of that glory and his excellence, we've been granted magnificent promises, so that by these promises, the scripture says, by them, he means by these promises, you may become partakers of the divine nature. And not only that, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. This is powerful. It is off the charts powerful. This is what I call the Niagara Falls of blessing falling on you in such a way that it's more than you could possibly contain. And brothers and sisters, I'm going to stop right here. I would love to go on, but I th what the Lord has been showing me is 
to encourage you to seek this out. What you've heard here today is enough to more than get you started. You can run with this. Run to God with this and say, Lord, you have given me these precious promises. I want to see them. They're already in me. You've deposited all this in me. The faith, the grace, the peace, the knowledge of God. I want to seek it out. I'm knocking. I'm searching. I'm asking. And if you ask, it should be given. If you seek, you'll find. If you knock, that door will be opened to you. This is awesome. This is such a joy to see this, brothers and sisters. So I'll read all four verses, and I'm going to close with this. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those, meaning you, who have received a faith the same kind as ours. He's saying, you've got the same kind of faith Peter does. And that faith was given to us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine nature has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these, the glory and excellence, he has granted to us his precious promises, magnificent promises, exceedingly great promises, so that by them, the promises, you, brothers and sisters, may become partakers of the divine nature. And the only divine nature there is, is God himself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's divine nature. And not only all of that, but you have escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. This is an awesome scripture. The Holy Spirit wrote this through Peter, and it is just amazing. I encourage you to stay with this and look into the word now. Be diligent, like we said before, with the measure that you desire and longing to see and understand God's word. That will be the measure by which you will receive understanding and more. That's a promise. That's Mark 4 and 24. That is a promise. See it that way. Be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear, for as you do, more understanding will be given to you. And according to the depth of your longing to understand, much more will be added to you. That's a promise. That's one of the promises. So brothers and sisters, be encouraged. You are wealthy in Christ. You really are. You have so much more than you know. And we all have so much more than we know. We need to seek it out and discover it. So I'm going to leave it there, brothers and sisters. I'm just excited about this. And I hope this has been a great blessing. I pray that God blesses you abundantly with understanding of the promises that he has placed inside of you, the goodness that he has placed inside of you, the glory that he has placed inside of you, and that you discover it day by day. So God bless you. Thank you for listening. And we will see you on the next episode.